Rashawn Gary is out for the year with a torn ACL. Romeo Dobbs reportedly has a high ankle sprain. He's going to miss at least a month, and we still don't know when Eric Stokes could be back, though Matt LaFleur says that injury is potentially serious. Plus, Landon McCool from Locked On Cowboys to talk about where this fan base stands with Mike McCarthy and the evolution that they have taken with the former Packers Super Bowl winning head coach. All of that starts now. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Touchdown! You are locked on Packers, Paul Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how thanks to everyone who makes locked on packers their first listen every day we hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you and this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. it's not a crisis line it's not self-help it's professional therapy done securely online available to people worldwide and they have a special offer for my listeners get 10 percent off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on as i mentioned landon mccool from locked on cowboys here to talk about a a complicated relationship with Mike McCarthy that Cowboys fans have, but one that I think has grown over time. He's going to explain his perspective on that. He has come a long way, he being Mike McCarthy, from when uh, 2018 happened and he was unceremoniously removed as head coach, a move that, that we talked about on this show at the time. Uh, I felt like it was the right move. It was the right time. And yet, uh, Mike McCarthy has been really everything the Cowboys have needed over the last few seasons to get them where they needed to go from the Jason Garrett era. So we're going to talk about all that in a second. We have a, a nice meaty conversation with Landon. So I don't, I don't want to um, spend too much time, but we have to, we have to get to the injuries. This is the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how, right? So, you know, Rashawn Gary is going to miss the season with an ACL. We know Romeo Dobbs, and also I said this at the top, <laughs> uh, Romeo Dobbs, high ankle sprain, four to six weeks, that's on the low end. And we don't know the, the future of Eric Stokes. It looks like Aaron Jones has a chance to play this weekend. If not, it's going to be A.J. Dillon and Kylan Hill. And in a way, in a year where you're not playing for the Super Bowl. I mean, let's be honest about what's going on in Green Bay. This is not a Super Bowl team. This is a team that's going to fight and claw and scratch to try and be a wild card. And and guys, let's be honest, they might not fight and scratch and claw because this team doesn't really do that. They're just not built like that. They don't have the toughness. They don't have the physicality. They don't have the grit right now. They don't have the heart right now. They don't play hard. They don't fly around. They don't play with discipline. They don't play with physicality. They don't play with toughness. They don't play with determination. They don't play with focus. So, but other than that, it's all of the, the soft skill stuff is doing really well right now in Green Bay. You need to evaluate these other pieces. 
So, Kingsley and Igbare, what can you be? Jonathan Garvin, what are you? Is anyone else on this roster capable of giving you something on the edge? Devontae Wyatt, what's good? He got a little bit more playing time on Sunday against the Lions, did some things. Is he an impactful player? No, but either is Dean Lowry, either is Jaron Reed. So maybe you just need to throw Devontae Wyatt out there and let him figure it out. We don't know if Devondre Campbell is going to be back this week, but Quay Walker has been playing plenty. We sort of have the evaluation there. He's got a long way to go. The athleticism is impressive, but in terms of being able to handle all the responsibilities, fitting the run, he's not an impact pass rusher despite being extremely athletic. And he is a pretty good man coverage player. He is still trying to figure out how to play in his own coverage. What do you have in Rudy Ford? This is a perfect opportunity to try Darnell Savage at the nickel. Because if Eric Stokes is going to miss significant time, it sounds like he's going to miss real time. Russell Douglas has to play the boundary. Is playing Keyshawn Nixon the best thing for your football team long-term this season and moving forward? Because if you've already committed to Darnell Savage, which the Packers have done, he's playing on this team in 2023, barring a trade, then you need to know if he can play anywhere else but safety because this season he has been abominable at safety. Played a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage, did some some better things against the Lions, but still it was not a banner game for him overall. It's not like all his problems are fixed and he's back to being second half 2020 Darnell Savage. No, no, that's not happening. So. Let's see. And that has the double benefit of being an audition for Rudy Ford. Not necessarily as a starter, but potentially as a starter. He has done some nice things given limited opportunities this season. Could he could he find his way into a starting role? Maybe. I doubt it, but maybe. It's not, you know, crazier things have happened. You need to evaluate that position at receiver. You need more opportunities for Christian Watson. Packers got some good news on Christian Watson was not concussed in this game, past concussion protocol, but he took the hard hit. They thought, look, you know, trauma-wise, after the concussion last week, neck injury as well, it was just the best thing to sit Christian Watson. He apparently was champing at the bit to get back out on the field. Desperately wanted to be out there. Aaron Jones wanted to be back out there. The Packers just said, no, that's okay. You need to evaluate Christian Watson. Figure out what he can do. They they want him to be able to do everything for this team. Well, he can't do everything if he can't be out there. Can he make it through a whole NFL game? That's Let's start there. And then let's see what he can really do as a receiver. Samori Toure, what, he should have had two touchdowns in this game. He should have 150 yards receiving. Aaron Rodgers missed him for a would-be touchdown in the middle of the field on, on one play. And then on another play, missed him on a throw where he he actually threw the ball. Rodgers just missed Toure on one of the plays and then missed the throw on what would have been a touchdown. And then on another play where Rodgers just sort of threw a YOLO ball, Toure makes a great play on it. Like there are going to be opportunities for this guy, especially with Romeo Dobbs down. What do you show? And then the big question, and we're, we can spend more time talking about this, and, may, and we will in future episodes, we will in future times when, when the Packers are closer to being totally and completely done, mathematically eliminated. The Jordan Love question. When do you need to see Jordan Love? Because if Aaron Rodgers is not going to be on this team in 2023, whether it's by retirement or trade, and those are the only two options, 
then you need to see what Jordan Love has and does. And even if Aaron Rodgers is going to be on this team next year, it would be nice to give Jordan Love a showcase. Either way, four games, six games. Now we're coming up on, you know, the six game mark. It would just be a couple games from now. That would be really nice to get him a month of prep of every week. He's the starter. He's game planning with Mike, you know, Matt LaFleur and they're trying to figure out what to do. And then they're, they're reacting to what defenses are doing. And then, okay, if defenses are going to do this, then the Packers can do this. And, and can, what can Jordan do? You have to know the answer to those questions. And so in a lot of ways, the future of this franchise in a year where you're not going to win the Super Bowl in all likelihood. It's more important that you set yourself up for 2023 and beyond. You just extended Matt LaFleur. You just extended Brian Gutekind. So those guys have some security. So you need to see what Jordan Love can be and what he is now. And if if he's not it, you got to figure out what is. And if he is, or let's just say he looks fine, but Aaron Rodgers wants to play for the team next year and the team doesn't want to trade him. Maybe that's enough to get a team like Indianapolis to give up picks to get him or Washington or Carolina. There are going to be teams interested in either Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers this offseason, and especially Aaron Rodgers if he's on the block. But you need to know for sure what Jordan Love is before you make those decisions. And right now the Packers don't know what he is, so you need to go get that data. All right, we're going to talk to Landon McCool in just a second, who does have like the coolest name on our network. But today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. This show wants you to be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is an opportunity for you at self-exploration, at self-improvement. And it doesn't have to be because you you are dealing with some sort of deep-rooted depression or something else. It could just be that, that you want to be a better problem solver, that you want to be a better partner, that you want to be a better son or daughter or, or coworker. The ability to improve yourself can start with understanding that there are ways that you can improve. And sometimes you don't even know what that means. Sometimes you don't even know what the issues are. But talking to someone at BetterHelp can, surprise, help. Everyone deserves to feel their best. And BetterHelp can get you there. Learn more and save 10% on your first month when you use the promo code LOCKED ON at BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com slash LOCKED on that's better h-e-l-p.com slash locked on and thanks for making locked on packers your first listen make your second listen locked on sports today that's my show from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only locked on can provide locked on sports today available on this app youtube and wherever you get podcasts Joining me now, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to have Marcus Mosher from Locked On Cowboys on our Thursday crossover show, but we're going to double dip because Landon McCool from Locked On Cowboys is with me. And there's just so much to dig into on this, Landon, that I thought 
you know, I want to spend an extra amount of time. And also, frankly, I want to spend as little time as possible talking about what happened in Detroit on Sunday. So we're on to Dallas. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Is what we're doing here on our show today. So let's talk Mike McCarthy, because that was really the, the central focus of what I wanted to dig into. This was a coach who left um, Green Bay, where I would I would say I don't want to I don't speak for everyone, but I think there were a lot of fans that were like, it was time to move on with varying degrees of acrimony. Where were we? You and I have talked about this both on and offline, but not on our Shmai show. Uh, we talked about it on I think Locked On Sports today. Where were you on the McCarthy hire when it was made? You know, I, I think that once they had kind of committed to to hiring somebody that was uh, that had experience, that, that like that was the kind of line one for 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 what they were looking for. I thought McCarthy kind of rose to the top pretty quickly. Um, look, I mean, you know, it, it was interesting to see the kind of PR campaign that he had kind of engaged in prior to the season. You know, with 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 a lot of the analytic conversation, and and honestly, that's even funnier to kind of revisit now because I do feel like. <laughs> <laughs> because I do feel like there are things about it that I've actually come around on that I, him a little bit about, but but uh, but I do think that the, the 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 funny thing was just to kind of watch that whole situation, the, watch the McCarthy uh, 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 campaign kind of uh, play out a little bit, and then to, to, to see it ultimately land at, at the team that you know I was kind of covering uh, was was interesting, especially since I had my own my own thoughts about Mike McCarthy and about about Green Bay, obviously, especially, and and so how that was kind of filtering into all this was was very confusing at, at the time because obviously we had spent a decade with Jason Garrett, so anything other than Jason Garrett at that point um, was was interesting. Interesting to see. <laughs> yeah, it was applause. Exactly. Uh, so I, I felt like the, the best place for Mike McCarthy to go was one hiring cycle earlier with Cleveland because I just thought culturally that fit. He's a blue collar guy. Um, he fit so much of the 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 every man mentality that I think permeates Green Bay. And and yep. in a lot of ways, Matt LaFleur also embodies as, you know, a Michigan guy and, and a sort of self-made man, as it were. Um, what, what have you thought of, just from a culture standpoint, the Dallas Cowboys, the glitz and glam, like this is, I would say, even more Hollywood a franchise than the franchises that literally play in the city where Hollywood exists in a lot of ways. And that's been true for 30 plus years. What have you thought of the culture fit in Dallas with Jerry Jones and all all of that comes with it? Well, I think if you I think if you look at the history of the Dallas Cowboys, the most successful teams are the ones that you had coaches that you're describing. I mean, it's not like Tom Landry was out here, uh, you know, wearing right. you know a, a bunch of bright colored clothes or whatever. He wore the same hat for you know however long, and <laughs> and, and and Jimmy Johnson for for all his glitz and glamour was as hard nosed a coach that you're going to see next to you know some of the other great ones like Parcells that came through and, and had a lot of success. So honestly, I, I thought that it was a good fit because you know Garrett was very milk toast and just kind of took on the 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 life of whatever you know the Jerry told him to when he had his hand up his puppet skirt and uh you know and so I think that it, it's it, to see uh, somebody out there with his own personality and with his own kind of uh way of doing things and 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 simply again just that it was so different than well, maybe not so different but definitely different than what we had seen previously with Garrett I think uh, it was a little bit refreshing, and and I think certainly just 
it was nice to kind of see that type of, of head coach. I, I just, especially like this early on, just in the way that you saw him handle the media, you know, and, and, and because the media basically just kind of become, uh, you know, symbiotic with the head coaching job and like, Oh, I, here I am to, to spout the, 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 what I'm supposed to tell you, here it goes. And, and McCarthy, you know, uh, just to kind of see him push back on, on not giving every way, everything away or anything like that. Even if it was futile, even if Jerry came by 10 minutes later and told you everything else <laughs> that you wanted to know later, it was just good to see McCarthy kind of, you know, draw hard lines and, and kind of, you know, be hard nosed about a certain amount of stuff. And I think it's, it's paid dividends at certain points for the Cowboys. He has the gravitas to come into a room, even with Jerry Jones and say, this is the way I think it should be done. Even if he ultimately gives in to Jerry Jones, he can say that. And I think with the media too, he has, and he built that in green Bay the same way he would push back. Oh, what, like, what, why do you need to know that? Why do you, why are you framing it that way? I mean, he some of his most famous moments in Green Bay were were not on the field, although he had plenty of those too. But it was we're nobody's underdog. It yeah. was we oh, yeah. hang, it, it was we don't hang banners for um division titles around here. I mean, some of the stuff that he would say in these press conferences to push back on questions, that was part and parcel of what Mike McCarthy was and is. And so I actually thought from a culture building standpoint, when when Dallas desperately needed a culture reset, it seemed to me, and they needed someone, not that was going to, you know, do flips on the sideline or be out there MFing guys, because that's not really what McCarthy is either, but someone who could come in and say, this is the way we're doing it now. And yeah. every guy in that locker room was going to go, okay, this guy won a Super Bowl. So for whatever, you know, issues they had, do I have a Super Bowl? Like, I don't know how many players on the team when he showed up had one of those rings. I can't imagine it was very many. So I, I and I liked the the pairing with Kellen Moore. How have you how have you seen that relationship evolve? Because it does seem like some of the shine has come off Kellen Moore, but at the same time, like they seem to be playing really good football right now. Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, the the Kellen Moore uh, uh, love hate relationship with the Cowboys fandom is kind of it's done a roller coaster. But I think that look, I mean, if you're put if you're making a list of things to give credit to Mike McCarthy for the way he's handled Kellen Moore and the offense, I think is absolutely something you should give him credit for uh, because I I think that he was willing to come in and and seed uh, you know terminology and 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 seed uh, uh, basically you know systems to to Kellen Moore in order to uh, uh, you know benefit the team and not have a, such a steep learning curve and and and, and not have to deal with the, all the kind of problems that have to go with the relearning new languages that sort of thing and he he was the one who relearned the, the new language in, in the offense so I think that that shows you a certain amount of leadership and understanding who your your offensive coordinator is and understanding what he's gonna do I think after you know a year or two um, it felt like uh, McCarthy wanted to take back some of the identity of the offense, you know, and, 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 and maybe especially this last year when, when, when dad got hurt, you know, a kind of a, a return to, you know, more hard nosed football, more, you know, running the football a little bit and, and, and trying to control the clock. And, and that was obviously needing to help uh, a, a backup quarterback who was going to be in it for the long haul for, for five plus games. And, and it, uh, that obviously worked. And then you pair that with the defense the Cowboys had, and, and that was winning football. And, and I think, again, to Mike McCarthy's credit, one thing that he does do well, it seems, and, and I mean, you've been with him longer than I have, is that. 
he understands what works. And when it works, he's not afraid to make changes to like continue to do that. That that, that was one I, I think one of the first things that, that really surprised me in a positive way with Mike McCarthy is when the Nolan situation didn't work. 2020 was an absolute disaster. COVID hit, you know, you're in the year of trying to, you know, transition to a new program. You're changing defenses from a one gap to a two gap system. You've got Mike Nolan, an old school guy coming in, and now suddenly uh the whole world's flipped over you're gonna have to install everything on via zoom which is some program that i guarantee you mike nolan still has never heard of and (laughs) and 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 i think that 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 was a lot to go wrong all at once and to to mccarthy's credit he didn't bulk he said okay i know that this is wrong i know my the hand the guy that i handpicked to come in and do this defense that all didn't work and that changing the d not only just that he didn't work but that changing the defense wasn't going to work they need to go back to what these guys do right and was adaptable. And I think, again, my ego is a lot involved with a lot of these guys. The fact that he's been willing to be flexible at all these key elements to me, uh, that's that's leadership. That's that's good leadership. And that's understanding what your team is and, and making the, the, the decisions you have to do to put their best foot forward, not just your best foot forward. There was a time last year when this Cowboys offense was unstoppable. And then there was a time last year when this Cowboys offense was a mess. Um, And ultimately in the playoff game, it was more the latter than the former. You had the, the ridiculous situation with, with the fourth down call and then not being able to get a playoff at the end of the game to what degree or to what extent do you lay what happened in the postseason at the feet of Mike McCarthy? I mean, I think as far as trying to regain control, I think he saw what happened at the end of the year and was like, I can't allow that to happen again. We have to have a, a, some sort of kind of core identity around this offense that we can rely on. You know, look, I, I think the one thing that Kellen Moore does really well is that he wants to try to, for for a lack of a better term, formation you to death. Like he wants to show you, he's probably got, you know, a dozen, the same amount of plays that everybody else does in the league, but they're going to run it from every single different formation whichever one you feel least comfortable defending then they'll start hitting the spam button on that maybe a little bit but uh, they'll definitely try running it from 13 they'll run it from 12 they'll run it from 11 they'll run it from spread they'll they'll run out of 03 spread uh, formation that that will be crazy uh, and i think mccarthy kind of was just like trying to Hey, let's let's just rein it in a little bit to the point where we can get have something that we can rely on when things get tough. Uh, and and I think that going back to uh, 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 leaning on the run game, though, even though it's not sexy at all, uh, when you talk about these two high defenses that are ha- happening in the NFL, having an explosive run game is an anecdote to have uh, to, to two high defenses that are are you know really causing problems with points and and offenses across the league. The Cowboys haven't had to worry about that as much. And, and again, while do all doing this while having Cooper Rush play quarterback for them, it's because they've they they've recommitted to running the football, and and not only has it helped them with cover two, but overall since you've got such a young offensive line, uh, just getting them comfortable and not putting them in disadvantageous positions where they're having to pass protect all the time. It seems Dallas is in a very similar position to the one Mike McCarthy was in toward the end of his career in which the starting running back is not the best running back on the team. (laughs) And everyone sees it. Everyone watching every game seems to see it, except the people deciding who gets the lion's share of reps. This is something that I have talked to your co-host Marcus Mosher about in the past. And 
his insistence that there is a heavy hand on the scales and his last name is Jones, making sure that Ezekiel Elliott is still a featured part of this offense. What do you make of the running back share with uh, Mike McCarthy, Tony Pollard, and Ezekiel Elliott? I think that this is a a complaint that's a season too late because I think that this is the year that they've actually seemingly done better about it. I mean, just look at the touch distribution between the, and, and, and the direction that it's gone in the last six weeks, it's, it's been going in the correct direction and to the point where it's been almost a 50, 50 split. Obviously Zeke was out last week, but, but the last two or three games before that, I, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know that the numbers are close to 50, 50 split and they have never been this season anywhere outside of, I think 60, 40. So I, my thought process is that this is a storyline that a lot of people want to talk about because Zeke got paid a lot of, a lot of money. And I agree, but my bottom line point on this in general is that neither one of these running backs is going to survive getting all the touches the Cowboys want to give their running backs in the, yeah. in the 2022 season. If the, how the distribution between these two running backs go, plays out through the rest of the year will be an interesting storyline. But I, I think that for me, it looks, it appears to me that a situation where they've decided to give Zeke a whole bunch of carries up front in the, in, in the beginning of the season. And as the season has gone on, they've started to fade a little bit towards Pollard. And, and I think a healthy 50, 50 dose from here on out, with Pollard getting more carries or less here or there, depending on, you know, opponent and, and on health. I, I don't know. I, I mean, to me, that seems like the healthy way to deal with this because you're not going to give Tony Pollard all the rest of the carries for the rest of the season. You're not going to give Ezekiel Elliott uh, the, all the carries for the rest of the season. I, I don't really care to, to, to kind of watch this too closely because to me, it's, it seems it's a, like it's a fantasy football question to me is what it feels like. It's, it, and that's ultimately the, why people are, are upset about it. And I get it. They're trying to, they're trying to preserve Pollard for the end of the year. Uh, for, for, and they're trying to preserve Zeke for the end of the year too, because they need both of these guys to be running well uh, because they don't want to have to just have to give all the carries to either one of these guys. I, I, I'm someone who believes that fantasy football has rotted the brains of football fans. <laughs> and, and that includes some very smart people. I think there, I fantasy football has brought us so much cool stuff and, and so many cool statistics and so many cool indicators and historical projections and all that stuff. But it has it has also rotted our brains in a way that I I don't love. There's um, too much horse racing when they should be just kind of like, hey, we're, we're winning ball games right now. <laughs> like that's, that's yeah, what, there's, that's there's too much. There's winning. too much like box score scouting in, yeah, in, exactly. in a way. And so I, I just I, I think that's that's deleterious to the way that we analyze the game. All right. Last thing here, Landon, I appreciate your time. I want to know where you stand with Mike McCarthy right now in terms of your feeling about <laughs> his ability to lead this team to a Super Bowl. And I and in some ways, more importantly, I want to know how that feeling, the feeling that you have right now about this guy has evolved from a few years ago when they had that opening press conference and you found out he was going to be the next head coach. It's evolved. I'll definitely say that. You know, I, I was trying to when I knew that we were going to talk about this, I was trying to explore my feelings a little bit about how ultimately I felt. What's the ceiling on what I feel about Mike McCarthy? Yeah. And I and I think ultimately the ceiling is if I was running the Dallas Cowboys and no matter what happened at the end of this year, if 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 I got was given a hand two-handed choice between Dan Quinn Leaving and and Mike McCarthy being your head coach, or Mike uh, Mike McCarthy leaving and Dan Quinn being your head coach, I think I probably would still take Dan Quinn right now. Um, but 
having said that, I have absolutely nothing but incredible things to say about Mike McCarthy because I, I think, look, the 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 Dan the Quinn's whole, just been that good. He really has that's been right. unbelievable and, and, the last year and a half. And it's really, and I think ultimately for me, it's more in my inability to parse what, you know, like uh, what, uh, how much of that percentage of good has been just Dan Quinn and defense and, 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 and everything else that's been going on with the Cowboys. But uh, to get to the larger question, I, I, to me, I think, I think he's done a fantastic job. I think that, that, that what he has done with, with, especially with Cooper rush being uh, his quarterback for long stretch to be able to not only keep this team relevant, but, but keep, you know, put this, put this team in a position where they're in a great spot right now, kind of going into the last half of the season with Dak coming back, this offense getting healthier. Um, I, I, I cannot be more impressed with, I think with what he's been able to do with or without Dak Prescott at different points, uh, uh through his tenure. I, I, I think uh, if you remove the, the 2020 season that we mentioned where, you know, coming in on a COVID year, not to make excuses and not that, not to be the guy that's like oh take away his best run but and he never you know ran over 20 yards or whatever but like I think you take away the 2020 season he's got something like a 75% winning win percentage or something like that you know and it's like uh, it's hard for me to sit here and and and, and think about you know dismissing him after you know what we've seen so far it, obviously the playoffs will tell a tale uh, but I, I think I could not be more impressed ultimately in, in, in what he's been able to do with the team and in what you talked about, like with the culture uh, up up until uh, having to fire Dan Quinn. Because I, I like I said, I think what he's what Dan Quinn's been able to do on the defensive side of the ball, uh, it can't not be mentioned and uh, in, in, in how how much it's added to what Mike McCarthy's been able to do in his tenure. We, we could go for another hour, frankly, on the connections in this game. Aaron yeah. Rodgers, the fact that he has killed this team. Um, he was quick to point out in his postgame press conference, he has mostly killed them in Dallas. This game That's is right. not being played in Dallas. Although Aaron Rodgers coming out party was in Dallas. One of the Mike McCarthy signature wins is in Dallas. That's right. um, and so there's a ton of, of, of connective tissue in this game. And already players on the Cowboys saying, we want to win this one for Coach Mack. Um, and so, you know, if, if this is the swan song for Aaron Rodgers, they would be fitting if, you know, if sort of the, the nail in the coffin is, is the Cowboys in some way, or if this is the game that gets him back on track and they run the table, like that would be just as fitting. I know that would be less appealing to you in terms of an outcome, but, um, <laughs> understanding that that, that is on the table and there are still Cowboys fans who are deathly afraid of Aaron Rodgers, even as poorly as he's played this season. Remarkable stuff. Landon, thank you so much for, for coming in. Thank you. All right. Thanks to Landon for joining the show. Great to talk to him. Great insight on the latest with Mike McCarthy. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy done right. You are only going up against one thing, the Prize Picks projection. So Aaron Rodgers, passing yards. They pick a number. You decide if he's going to have more or less than that number. You put a couple of those players together and bang. Now you can win up to 10 times your entry fee. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projection. And it's not just football. It's it's basketball. It's soccer. It's it's golf. It's esports. It's it's WNBA. It's tennis. It's MMA. It's boxing. It's disc golf. It's Euro basketball. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up today and play fantasy sports 
the way it was meant to be played. First time users can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. You put in 100 bucks, they'll give you 100 bucks. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on to sign up for that instant deposit match of up to $100. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen. We hope you'll make Locked On Sports today your second listen. That is my show. For anyone who doesn't know what that is, and I've, I've told you a lot, but maybe you're uninitiated, that's okay. I would love for you to come hang out with us. The biggest stories in sports, plus instant reaction, big game recaps, and the take of the day, all from our network of hosts who are as good as anyone covering their teams, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Our pal Lily Zhao here tomorrow for Zhao You Doing. We've got crossover Thursday with Marcus Mosier from Locked On Cowboys to talk about the matchups, the nitty gritty of Packers, Cowboys, and then our um, Friday show, is TBD at the moment. So we will get to uh, the full schedule here coming up. Um, hopefully we will have a show. I'm working on getting a, a, a an interview set up for that. We can have a sort of fall Friday um, where it's just the interview and it's a shorter show and, and I'll be traveling. So we'll, we'll hopefully be able to get you some content that way. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live on a Friday afternoon before the game, on a Sunday afternoon after the game, you can do that by going to our Locked on Packers YouTube page to stay Locked on Packers.